The following should not be construed as financial, legal, or tax advice. My experiences are all anecdotal and should be used as examples or inspiration for your own ventures. Hello, anti-workaholics, and welcome back. It's another week and another podcast episode. I really hope you guys have been enjoying all of my tips and advice so far. You know we don't gatekeep here. So this episode is going to be fun because um, I'm going to give you the full step-by-step guide on how to make six figures by barely working um, and how to basically be completely self-employed. So this is going to be like the ultimate crash course for you guys where you're going to learn step-by-step on how to make that happen and how to become a true anti-workaholic. Before I get into that, I just want to touch a little bit about what's going on with me. Um, I'm headed to Mexico for another speaking event. I leave um, Monday coming up. I'm going to be talking about everything travel, AI, and uh, what that looks like in the industry. Um, So I'm very, very excited about that. Last speaking event I did was in Vegas. um, And I took full advantage of that trip by spending an entire day at the spa I stayed at the Conrad. I think it's the newest hotel on the Strip um, in Vegas, and apparently they have the best spa, so naturally I had to check it out. This spa had a movie theater in it. It was insane. Um, I got a 90-minute facial and a 90-minute massage and lived it up. I lived my best spa life for sure. So in Mexico, I'm going to probably also have to take advantage of the spa because I know they got one there. Uh, So I will report back on how that went. I also saw the Barbie movie. It was really fun. Uh, Me and a bunch of girlfriends, we dressed up, I mean, to the nines. Like I had a blonde wig. I was 80s prom Barbie. So if you can imagine the type of dress I was wearing, uh, very extra. We had like charcuterie before and drinks and we were having so much fun that we almost missed the movie because it was just so much fun dressing up and acting like Barbie and making cute videos. And the movie was cute. Wasn't my favorite, but it was cute. It was entertaining. And I'm just glad that we all dressed up and had the best time ever beforehand. That's for sure. Without further ado, let's get into it. So just to reiterate, we're going to talk about how you can make six figures by barely working and how you can completely be self-employed. Um, it's kind of kind of a new age type of thinking. I know we've all heard about the four-hour work week. Well, even that is um, too many hours in the, in the week for me. I like to keep it around 10 hours, 10 hours a month. Um, and, you know, this is completely without going to school, without a degree, without any formal training or anything like that. Um, And I'm going to give you guys the exact formula, if you will, on how you can achieve that for yourself, if that's something you would like to do for yourself. So there's obviously a lot of benefits for working for yourself. Um, But for me, you know, the main benefit is time. I have time for myself and the time to do whatever I want, whenever I want. I remember working for nine to fives and it was like fitting in getting a car wash on your lunch break because it's the only time you're able to do it. It's so limiting and it's like your life revolves around work rather than, you know, the other way around. I think, you know, work should be a part of your life, but it shouldn't be your whole life. Um, So for me, it's time, obviously, and money does come with that as well. Being self-employed, you know, if you have a job or a salary, 
you're always going to have a salary cap, right? There's always a roof you're going to hit, a ceiling that you're not going to be able to get by. A company can only pay you so much. Um, and being self-employed kind of enables you to, you know, take on as much work as you can and outsource it if you want and allows you to make as much money as possible. So that's one of the, the two probably main benefits. And it's just, you know, not having to live by a boss. I don't thrive under micromanagement whatsoever. I know a lot of people do. I'm not that way. Like, if I know what needs to be done, I will do it on my own time. If there's a deadline, don't worry, I'll get it to you. Even if I do it in an hour right before it's supposed to be done, it'll get done. Like, I don't need anybody breathing down my back to tell me how or when to get it done by. And so I see a lot of people tend to avoid, uh, you know, going off on their own or working for themselves because it can seem really, really hard. And it's easier and more comfortable to just get a job, right? It's like, I went to school for something, I can just graduate now and get a job doing what I went to school for. And that's kind of the easier route other than like, I don't know how to do all of this on my own. I don't know how to actually build a business. What even does that look like? What's the paperwork like? Oh my God, my taxes. So lots of benefits and lots of, you know, walls that you have to break uh, to really get in the kind of mindset and frame of mind to be able to work for yourself. But that's something we can all achieve and get over if we really want it. You know, some people actually do like their job and they like the corporate world and it's where they thrive and it's what they enjoy doing. And, you know, more power to you. But if you do want a different perspective and a different kind of outlook and a different way of living and life, keep listening because I got you. I'm going to break it down, right? So here is the ultimate crash course on how you can work for yourself without any formal training, without a college degree, right? And it's only a couple of easy steps. And so I'm going to summarize it for you and then I'll, I'll break down each step a little bit more in depth. So step number one is learn a digital skill, okay? There are so many digital skills out there that you can learn. Just to name a few, you can do graphic design, you can do website development, SEO, you can do social media management, you can do bookkeeping, you can do copywriting, you can do anything in the ad space. So Google ads, TikTok ads, email marketing, the possibilities are endless. And the beauty of these skills is they're, not only are they all super high in demand, they're all things you can learn yourself. You can self-teach yourself all of these online completely for free. That's what I did. I learned how to do Facebook ads, TikTok ads, and email marketing all online for free without a degree, without some boot camp or without some certificate. And the best part about these skills too is that nobody asks you, right? Nobody asks you if you're offering these as services where you went to school or what do you have a degree in or what certificate do you have to make you an expert in it. Nobody ever asks you that, right? If you can do it, that's all that matters. That's all that's cared about. If you know it, that's all that matters. It's like, think about a locksmith, right? Like, you don't need to know how he got it or like what his qualifications are. If he can get me in my door, that's all that matters. So number one is learn a digital skill. 
Number two is position yourself as an expert in that skill. Um, number three is finding and booking clients, right? Now we got to get paid. We got to find that work. And then number four, this is where the 10 hours a month comes in is then you outsource all of the work. Drum roll. Brrr. We're not doing any of the work. So yeah, so learn a digital skill, position yourself as an expert in that skill, find and book clients, and then outsource all of the work. So let's break it down. I kind of already gave you a little brief on how you can learn a digital skill. You can go over to what I call, many other people call it this too, but it's called YouTube University. It's just where you go onto YouTube and you learn stuff and give yourself your own crash course. You can even have ChatGPT, you can have AI, build you a curriculum to teach yourself basically how to learn any of these skills. I did it the other day for Google Ads because Google Ads is one of the main services that's weird that I don't offer because I'm big in the advertising space. It's just not my wheelhouse. I'm a social ads gal. Um, not uh, search engine ads. So I was like, maybe I should learn a little bit more about Google Ads. So I asked ChatGPT to create a curriculum for me, a 30-day curriculum for me, break it down. And it did a really good job of doing that, but it also was kind of like, watch videos. And it's like, I don't need you to tell me to watch videos. I can watch videos. I need you to point me in the direction of which videos to watch. So ChatGPT kind of slacked there and I took that same question over to Perplexity AI, which is another chatbot, very similar to uh, ChatGPT, except it sources everything for you, right? So I took that same question and it laid out a 30-day curriculum for me and, and then it actually linked which videos I need to watch on YouTube. So super cool, you can give yourself your own crash course, have AI help you navigate that. You do have to be a little disciplined, self-disciplined, but if you're willing and able to do it, you can learn anything, you can learn anything. And ChatGPT and AI make it so much easier. Um, I also had, after all of that, uh, it give me like a quiz, like, okay, now that I've finished this curriculum, I feel like I'm very knowledgeable and well-versed. Can you quiz me? Give me a hundred, a hundred question quiz. Um, ask me some questions that I might get asked in an interview for Google Ads, just so I'm, I'm well-equipped and well-prepared and obviously give me the answers too, so that I know, you know, if I'm answering them correctly. Uh, so super cool, super easy. I feel like this is just the beginning. AI is going to help us so much more in learning this stuff and make it that much easier. So I'm, I'm excited for that. But any of those skills I listed, you know, you can learn online for free. And uh, a lot of skills you don't even realize are a digital skill are, for instance, like bookkeeping. It's totally digital skill. If you can do it on your computer and you don't have to be somewhere like on site, it's a digital skill. So anything you can do like virtual assistant, anything like that, video editing, I mean, the list goes on and on. It's a digital skill. And like I said, you can learn it. You'll learn things a lot quicker if you teach it yourself and you don't waste your time going to school and taking classes like uh, humanities uh, that really aren't gonna teach you anything that's going to exceed in your, your business life, right? So that is learn a digital skill. Um, step number two is position yourself as an expert, right? So now we've learned the digital skill right? We've learned it front to back. We got it. We know what we're talking about. We know what we're doing. You have to position yourself as an expert. You have to become the go-to person in that skill because 
you're going to have to book clients and they're going to want to see that you know what you're doing, that you're actually credible. And how you do that is you build a website for yourself. Once again, AI makes this very easy for us. You can use Durable, you can use TenWeb. Um, it'll literally take you 30 seconds to build a website for yourself that you can um, customize and build out for yourself. Uh, that has, you know, a breakdown of who you are, what services you offer, um, and any showcases of work that you've done. So you need to build a website first and foremost. You need to build out your social channels. So a Facebook page, a LinkedIn page, an Instagram page, a TikTok even if you can. Build out those if you already have personal ones and you don't want to convert those, build out new ones. It doesn't matter if you don't have a lot of followers. That's not the point. The point is, is that when you're applying to offer these services, that clients can look you up, click on, you know, your little email signature and see that you've got this foundation, that you, you're you fully built out, you're committed to this, that this is who you are, this is what you do, right? If you just have like a, this is who I am, but, you know, nothing else really behind you, it's kind of hard to present yourself as an expert. So website social media channels, it's all super easy and don't overthink it. Like I said, you don't need a lot of followers. Just do 20 posts. You can post them in one day, all one right after the other, just so you have something, something on there. And that's really all that matters. Try to post often as you can, but um, that's really gonna help you. You can also have ChatGBT help you with a social media strategy for your skills and services. It's gonna lay it all out for you. You can use things like Zapier that will actually integrate into ChatGPT and you can be like, hey, create a social media strategy for me. I am now um, an SEO expert. Here's what my website looks like. You can link it to the website and be like, you need to create a social media strategy for me that has five posts a week. Um, and then go ahead and implement said social media strategy. And it's gonna go ahead and do all of that for you. So so all of this used to, it's it was still easy, right? It just used to take more time. So now you can get this up and going in like a day, which is crazy. It's awesome and it's crazy. Um, and the thing is, is that it might sound like, okay, well, if it's this easy, everybody's going to be doing it, right? And the problem is, is that they're not. This is something I always get when it's like, if a client ever asks me to sign an NDA before we start talking, I'm always like red flag because it's like, first of all, I doubt what you have in there is something so proprietary that it's just going to blow all of our socks off and that everybody's gonna wanna copy it, right? First of all, everybody copies everything anyway. At the end of the day, it takes the person to actually go ahead and execute it. And that's where everybody falls short is the execution part, right? People don't actually get up off their asses and do shit, like they just don't. So you can say all day that like, oh, this is so easy, everybody's gonna do it. They don't, they just don't. So. The people who are gonna actually do it, it's just a lot easier for you now. Um, so if we move along on to step three, it's finding and booking clients, right? This is the hardest part. I cannot stress this enough. This is the hardest part, always, always, always. Um, and if you ask any freelancer or anybody, they will say like this bar none, hardest part. and we think like, okay, I learned everything. I got everything set up. I'm an expert now. I did mock-up case studies of work I'm capable of producing now that I've learned this skill. I have everything in place. It looks great. Money's gonna roll in. That's not the case, right? You actually have to 
you know, how do you get people to actually care? How do you actually get people to pay you money? That's the hard part, right? So finding and booking clients, this is my uh, go-to strategy. I go on to Upwork, LinkedIn, and Indeed, and I have separate strategies on all three of those platforms. Um, but Indeed and um, Upwork are pretty similar, except uh, Upwork is all contract work, right? So you're just going to be applying to jobs that are all relevant for you, uh, contract remote-wise, where, where Indeed has some salary positions on there as well, but you can filter it out by contract work only. And what you're going to do is you're going to apply for every single proposal that is listed on those sites that are relevant to your skill. Every single one. You need to get to the end of Upwork. You need to get to the end of Indeed. You need to apply to every single one. And the kicker is you have to have custom cover letters for each and every single submission. You just have to do it. That's what's going to, if you want to get booked over other people, don't copy and paste your cover letter, right? You have to, have to, have to, have to do some sort of personalization to what they requested in their listing. Uh, so all of those sites are really, really good to find clients. That's where I find all of my clients. Um, that does take some time, right? That setup does take some time. But once you start getting a couple clients, it becomes easier and easier. And then what you do is you just start getting referrals, right? So I don't really even have to look on these sites anymore to get clients. I just have all of my current clients send me referrals, um, which means I don't have to do any client acquisition whatsoever because... Uh, a referral is the easiest sell by far. So that covers finding and booking clients. We move on to step four, which is my favorite, and it is outsourcing all of the work. That's right, you don't do any of the work. Um, for me, what I do is I'm just now serving as quality control and client facing, right? So I'm the one that the client usually talks to, um, and I make sure that all work going out is of quality, which really equates to about 10 hours a month. And that's that's with a lot of clients. I have a lot of clients um, and I outsource all the work. And so how I do that is I go onto Fiverr. It's a similar site to Upwork, where it's all contract work, except it's, it's much more competitive, I feel. Um, they do have... Uh, people from overseas. So rates are really, really cheap. I'm talking like $5 an hour in the Philippines for like quality work. Um, my personal preference is to have freelancers in the U.S. just because for time zone purposes and for communication purposes, it just, it's my flow. But I know plenty of people who outsource the work to other countries and um, they perform amazing work and it's like, you know, opportunities that these people wouldn't have had uh, anywhere else other than being able to access it online. And, you know, that can get tricky, right? Outsourcing the work is kind of a hurdle, a mental hurdle we have to get over for ourselves. So I always suggest outsourcing right from the get-go so you get in the headspace because when I started, I didn't even know that this was going to turn into a full business. I didn't know that I was going to start outsourcing the work. I didn't know any of this. Um, and I had really, really wished I had outsourced right from the beginning. And that's because it was hard to outsource once you're making money, right? You're like, oh, like I'm making all this money. I can't bring on more clients because I'm only one person, right? So I have to pay somebody else to help me. But now I'm going to lose money, right? Because I'm giving it to somebody else to do the work. Um, and that was really a struggle to get over. But I mean, there's just no way you can scale. You cannot scale on your own. You have to, you have to hire out. You have to hire help. 
And what actually ends up happening is you find out that you've got more time and you start making more money because you're focused on bringing in the money, bringing on the clients rather than doing the work. Um, so there you have it. That is a step-by-step -step guide, ultimate crash course on how you can work for yourself and how you can do it for totally for free. All of these things I talk about are free. Learning the skill, free. Building a website, free. Building social channels, free. Applying to all of these clients, free. Outsourcing the work, doesn't cost you anything. I don't start outsourcing until I have a client that's paid me. So it doesn't cost you anything to do any of this. So no money out of pocket. You can do all of this stuff on the side while working your full-time job. That's what I did. I built this up on the side for myself while working full-time um, until I felt comfortable to where I could quit my job, which was the best day of my life and go a full steam ahead with this. Um, so there you have it. So moving into my next segment, um, this is gonna be one of my signature segments moving forward, and I know I've done it in one of my previous episodes, and it's called Don't Be Afraid of AI. As you can see, I listed why AI is so valuable and so important um, when you're working for yourself and in the crash course that I just gave you guys. So how you can really take advantage of AI and not only scale your business, uh, you can also scale your personal life too. And this is, a lot of people aren't thinking about it for their personal life. And I feel like that's one of my favorite parts of AI is that I can use it for my personal life. I use it for grocery lists, uh, meal prepping. I use it as a personal assistant. Um, it has access to my emails and to my calendar. So I really treat it like it's a personal assistant and everything I need or have questions about, I just turn to ChatGPT or I turn to Perplexity AI. I I live and breathe by my AI, like it's transformed my life. Um, I went from making $30,000 a month in my business to making over six figures a month in my business because I've integrated AI and, and scaled my business and automating it. Uh, so there was this article by a Harvard AI guru that was talking about how all businesses, especially small businesses, should be using AI and it should be an integral part in all of their operations. Um, and I just fully agree with that. I think that it can make your life easier. You should implement it. And it's not that IA is here to replace us as humans. I truly believe it's here to enhance us and to make our lives better by, you know, fast forwarding through all of the tedious work that, you know, it's busy work, it's data entry work, that type of stuff. Why should a human sit around and do that? That is not fulfilling work by any means. Um, and so just fast forward, literally it's just like hitting a fast forward button, like da -da -da -da. okay, now we're on to the next thing. And um, there's always gonna be a human element that needs to be in place. Somebody's gotta operate this AI, right? Uh, so definitely don't be afraid of AI. It's here to help us. Our lives are gonna get better. I mean, that's like, you know, being afraid of back in the day, the internet, um, or back in the day, electricity. People were scared of electricity. They thought our brains were gonna, were gonna fry because of electricity. Um, and that, you know, it didn't happen. And it's, it's scary because it's new, but um, it's only going to improve our lives significantly and make things 
I feel like technology is going to advance so, so much quicker because of it. Um, we'll probably be living on Mars um, by next month. Only kidding, but I, I do see that as, you know, happening <laughs> pretty soon. And I think AI is going to help us and make it happen for us. So moving right along, guys, I do at the end, towards the end of each episode, I really want to get into answering all of your questions. You guys leave me so many good questions, and a lot of times I'm not able to really get into the nitty gritty of answering them. So I'm so glad that I have this platform and I'm able to answer them here for you guys and really, really get into it. So thank you guys for always asking these questions. Please continue to submit them so I can keep answering them for you. So let's see. Okay, here's a really good one. If everyone stopped having jobs and careers, what would the world look like? This is a good question. And I don't think that that would necessarily happen. As I mentioned, I do believe that some people do thrive in that in careers or in jobs, they like it. That's where they thrive. That's that's how they feel good about themselves. Some people need to be micromanaged and that's how they operate and that's how they like to operate. And I don't think we would see a complete disappearance of that, right? I do think we will see a lot more jobs getting outsourced to freelancers, especially after the pandemic. I think a lot of companies realized that they don't necessarily need all these in-house employees that they can outsource a lot of the work and then not even have to pay them a full salary or benefits. And I think that we're going to see a massive shift in a lot of stuff getting outsourced, especially marketing, especially things like bookkeeping, HR, those types of things. So we'll still need people to do them. I just think we'll see a shift from in-house to freelancer type of uh, relationships and businesses. I mean, my entire business runs on freelancers. I don't have anybody in-house. Um, it's all freelancers and it works really well for me and it works really well for them because that's what they like. They can take on more work if they want. I have no time schedules for them. They can do the work whenever they want, however they want. Um, and it works out good for everybody. So, and that's just one of those fear mongering things, right? Well, what's gonna happen? The world's gonna end, no jobs, no careers, like, it's not as crazy and chaotic as it's perceived going to be, right? It's going to be okay. Like, it's going to be okay. And it's not going to be some massive overnight shift where we wake up one morning and life as we know it is different. It's going to be something that we, you know, adapt and start to pick up and start to integrate and, you know, move into rather than, you know, like a culture shock where, oh my God, everyone's jobs are gone. It'll be something that we adapt. We we adapt with everything and we come out stronger for it. So another question is, do the amount of friends who live paycheck to paycheck get smaller the more money you make? Um, very interesting question. And I know that that does happen a lot, especially with entrepreneurs. You start to level up your friend groups. You start to level up your circles you start networking and getting introduced, the higher paying clients you have, the more higher paying people you start to meet and you start to surround yourself with. I wouldn't say the amount of friends who live, for me personally, who live paycheck to paycheck gets smaller once I made more money. 
it does kind of shift the relationship as to where I just don't really bring up income or money or anything like that. Um, it's also still pretty fresh for me. Um, you know, my business was making $10,000 a month to $30,000 a month, now six figures a month. And that kind of all happened within two-ish years. So it's still pretty fresh to me. Um, I will say I definitely do surround myself because I've been introduced to people who like are a level up than me and it, it really, really helps. Right. So, you know, there was a threshold in my business crossing for me was like, oh my God, making $10,000 a month. Like that's going to be like, I've made it like I've made it in life. I'm making $10,000 a month. Right. And then it's like, you hit that threshold and you get introduced to people who make way more than that. And you're like, oh my God, I'm only making like $10,000 a month. Like I feel silly. And then you know, you hit another threshold, six figures a month. And I know people who are doing what I do and make seven figures a month. So to me now it feels like, and because I'm just surrounded by it, right? It's like everybody else pretty much that I know in this space is doing better than me. And so it's like, I'm the lowest hanging fruit. I'm the lowest person on the totem pole. To them, it's like, I'm the one who's living paycheck to paycheck. Um, and so it does help because once you see that it's possible that other people are doing it, it becomes a lot easier for you to do it. There's an example that I've heard a lot of people use before, and it's the, I hope this is right, the four mile minute, like before running a mile in four minutes was impossible. Nobody could do it. It was just this unrealistic goal that just nobody could, nobody could over like achieve. And then somebody did it, right? Sorry, I don't know the person's name. My brother-in-law is probably very upset because he's like a giant marathoner, but I just don't know it. And so once he ran that mile in four minutes, I think it was like two weeks later, somebody else did it. And that's because that roadblock in your head that said it's not possible was lifted. It's like, it is possible, so I can do it too. Um, and so that's really what helps when you surround yourself with other people who are a level higher than you. It shows that where you are, you know, isn't that high and that you can always go higher and that it's really, really possible because look at around, everyone else is doing it. So really great questions. Um, one really good question that I get from you guys a lot uh, is, okay, so I've started out, I've learned everything, I gave myself a really good crash course on YouTube University. But people and clients want to see experience, right? They, they don't want to just know that you've learned all about it. They want to see, you know, what you've done, like showcase your work. Like, how do I show them a portfolio? How do I show them case studies when I have none? And that's a great question because you are right. They do want to see work and they do want to see, you know, a portfolio of what you're capable of doing. And so I have very a lot of tips and tricks for that, right? Uh, so number one, a tip that I... If people are going to see that you've only maybe been doing this for a short while. I like to make sure I throw that out there in my cover letter. Um, it's like addressing the elephant in the room. And you can tweak that as a positive rather than a negative. You say, I am fresh in the game. I don't have any old hangups or bad habits from previous clients. Like, I know what's hot right now because I've learned it right now and I don't use the old techniques. I use what's happening now. Um, I have a script for that that I've sent out in my newsletters too that actually, you know, says it a lot more eloquently than I'm saying it now. But you get the gist. 
And then also what you can do, it depends on the skill you're offering, right? So say if the skill you're offering is copywriting, right? You don't need to actually have paid work to show what you're capable of producing. Say you want to do blog posts, you want to do a website copy, you want to do email copy. You can say like, hey, I have the Hotel Marriott as an example. Um, and here is a blog post I would write for Marriott. Here is a website copy I would write for Marriott. Here's what an email would look like for Marriott. So you could do like hospitality, you could do restaurants, you could do all sorts of different business industries and show examples of what you're capable of producing, right? Um, and then if you've got something like, for instance, like me, I'm in the ad space, um, and they want to see previous examples of work, uh, like, you know, how well did you do for previous clients? I need to know. So this is what I suggest. You can do work for friends and family. You can say, hey, friends and family, I just learned how to do Facebook ads. I'm going to be super amazing at it. I'll do it for free for you if you guys cover the advertising spend, like it's going to promote your business, you guys are going to get great results and it's going to be free work. And just in return, I'm able to use that as a case study. If you don't have any friends and family that are willing to do that, you can always run ads for yourself. So I did a whole video on how to do um, a Facebook ad of yourself where you are now an expert in Facebook ads, right? So run ads to generate leads for yourself. Um, you can do that with your face. You can do that with um, slideshow videos. There are plenty of agencies and consulting firms that don't use their face as the ad, right? What I did was just like, hey, I'm Laura Anderson. I do Facebook ads, yada, yada, yada. I'll give you a free audit. Give me your email. And so I got a bunch of emails that way and I reached out to them and I closed four of those clients. I think I got 16 leads from that and I closed four of those clients and then I was able to use that as a case study. Um, I didn't say like, here, look, a case study of myself. I said, here's a case study for a client that I did lead generation. Um, and so those are all really good uh, tips and tricks to get out there and uh, show what you're capable of producing or show, you know, some sort of air quotes experience. So guys, thank you so, so much. Those questions were amazing. Keep, keep giving them. And thank you guys so much for listening. It always means the absolute world to me. You guys are the reason why I'm here and why I do what I do. So please don't forget to follow, rate, and review The 7 Day Weekend wherever you get your podcasts and make sure to follow me on all my socials at digitallauraanderson.com. Again, I love reading your anti-workaholic reviews, so definitely make sure to know what's on your mind and what you guys would like for me to discuss next. So have a great rest of your weekend and I will see you guys on the next episode.